Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. There's a real tight connection between the first reading that we have from Mass today from Deuteronomy and this gospel that we have from Matthew, right? Because in this first reading, you've got, like through Moses, God is giving his people whom he freed, right? His people whom he loves, these statues, these ordinances, that they might remain free is the whole idea. Keep these laws, keep these commandments that you might remain free, that you would flourish and become uh, attractive to other nations. That was Israel's vocation, to be a light to the nations, to attract the, to, yeah, to be attractive, to draw the world to itself. Okay, so then you come to the gospel. Jesus comes on the scene, this rabbi from Nazareth. Remember the saying was, can anything good come from Nazareth? Right, it's like podunk, part of the, the, the empire, right? Can anything good come from Nazareth? So this rabbi from Nazareth, he comes on the scene here, and he's making this stunning claim where he, says, uh, where he says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law. And you can almost imagine the scribes, the Pharisees, standing there being like, who does this guy think he is, right? And then he adds this, I do not think that I have come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And they're thinking, what in the world? Like, who is this guy? Who, like, is he out of his mind? Who does he think he is? Okay, now I know. Based on your very, very muted response, you don't also, uh, you don't get the shock value. We don't get the shock value as Christians because we, uh, we're just so used to hearing this, right? This idea that Jesus fulfills the law. He fulfills it, right? But if you're a first century Jew, if you're a first century Jew, the law was supreme, right? The law was everything. The law was God's gift to his chosen people, it was, the, it was the guarantor of their cultural identity, and it was the condition for their freedom, their flourishing, all of that stuff. The law was absolutely supreme. The rabbis, they interpreted the law, um, and they interpreted the law in reference to other previous rabbis. So like, it'd be like, as rabbi so-and-so said, or as rabbi, you know, whoever said, going back and back and back, all the way stretching back to Moses is the idea. So they found their authority by stretching their interpretation back to Moses. But here, this rabbi from Nazareth, again, Podunk Nazareth, he's claiming a personal authority over the law. A personal authority and to be the law's, like, in himself, the law's fulfillment. It's extraordinary. It's absolutely extraordinary. So the word that Jesus uses here for fulfill, it's the, the Greek word here in the, in the gospel, it carries the connotation of bringing something uh, to its fullness. In, in the sense of um, making it bear the fruit that it um, always potentially contained. Like there's, there's, there was a potency, a potentiality in the law that had yet to be actualized, right? The potency of the acorn. The oak tree is in the acorn, but it has to be actualized, right? Jesus is saying, I've come to unleash the potency of the law to actualize it, to actualize it. Not in the sense of like, I've come to uh, add more, you know, prescripts to the law. I've come to add, I make, I've come to make it more burdensome. No, that's not what he's doing. See, here's the thing. Like the scribes and the Pharisees, the people Jesus was always butting heads with, they made a, a very understandable but crucial error in their understanding or their approach to the law. Thinking that, um, 
if I just try really, really hard, and if I'm very, very careful, I can perfectly keep the law. I can fulfill its demands, right? This was the job of the Pharisees in many ways, to, to tell you uh, what, like, what counted as work on the Sabbath. Like, can I get out of bed? Can I have more than a resting heart rate? Can I make food? Does that count for work? How many steps away from my house am I allowed to take before that's considered work, right? So the Pharisees were the ones who interpreted the law in such a way that the people could, in their minds, perfectly keep it. But no one perfectly kept the law. Not even close. Not even close. St. Augustine, he said, in the 3rd, 4th century, he said, the law was given that grace might be sought, and grace was given that the law would be fulfilled. Let me say that again. The law was given that grace might be sought, and grace was given that the law might be fulfilled. So, like, in what ways did Jesus fulfill the law? Like I said, he fulfills it not by intensifying or specifying the demands. He fulfills it by giving us the power. Like, that's what grace is. It's power. He gives us the power to actually live the deepest demands of the law in the first place. Like in other words, like, it's not merely about Again, behavior modification or sin management, right? Stop committing adultery. Stop murdering. It's about transformation of the heart, right? Jesus is saying, I want to heal, like, the lust, the interior lust that leads to adultery. I want to heal the interior anger that leads to murder. Like, I want to go deeper. I want to free you from just simply external constraints, but actually transform you from the inside so that you that your heart is in accordance with the law. This is what he's doing. This is what he's doing. So like we, he, like, a sign of spiritual health is, is it, we sense even more deeply our need for Jesus. That's a sign of great spiritual health. We don't grow holier by feeling like, I'm fine, I got this. If you're feeling, I'm fine, I've got this, I'm keep, I've got my spiritual life, I don't really, you know, need grace, you're in, a, you're in a real bad way. You're in a real bad way. The greater the dependence on him, the greater the freedom. So Jesus gives us the power today to fulfill the deepest demands of the law. And he gives us the power in his word and in his Eucharist, in the sacrament. Amen.